This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Leaders take an oath to serve their citizens all over the world. But what happens when the same leaders become pawns for a foreign power? The citizens suffer, the country is cheated, and national interest is compromised. And this invariably leads to a pushback. This is what it looks like. This is the capital of the Solomon Islands, Oniara. Three days ago, anti-government protests erupted here. These are violent protests, as you can see. A building next to the parliament was set on fire. Police station was torched. Shops were looted. Within hours, the city turned into a war zone. Now, for those of you who are wondering why this small island nation is our cover story tonight, I will explain. These riots in the Solomon Islands did not erupt due to domestic factors. They happened because of China. Because of Beijing's growing influence slash interference. Chinese cash is said to have triggered these riots. And I'm not talking about Chinese investments here. I'm talking about Chinese bribes. The money China reportedly paid to buy influence in the Solomon Islands. Influence for what? To get this country to dump Taiwan. The Solomon Islands broke diplomatic ties with Taiwan and switched allegiances to China. This one move has divided the country. Why should you care? Because the next country on this list could be yours. China has reportedly bribed politicians to dictate government policy. Today it is the Solomon Islands. Tomorrow it could be any other country. On Gravitas tonight, we'll tell you how China's bribes led to a riot and how this move has backfired for Beijing. Let's begin with what's happening in the Solomon Islands. No new incidents of violence or arson have been reported today, but there's, a, there's an uneasy calm on the streets. Public anger is simmering, and the fury is directed at one man. Manase Sogavare, the Prime Minister of the Solomon Islands, he's the man who made the switch happen, the switch from Taiwan to China. For the protesters, he is enemy number one right now. They targeted Sogavare's compound. They could not get to his residence, so they decided to go after a building that the Prime Minister owns. It was set on fire. That is the extent of the public anger. These images tell the story. Sogavare is facing the wrath of his citizens, and it's not just because of his China policy. The list of complaints is rather long, we are told. Lack of government services and accountability, corruption, the influx of foreign workers, all of this has led to this anger. The Prime Minister is on the back foot. The protesters want him to step down. He says he won't. He blames the classic foreign hand. He says the protesters have been influenced by foreign powers. Here is a quote. This is what he says. External pressures were a very big influence. I don't want to name names. We'll leave it there. I'm not going to buy down to bow down to anyone. We are intact. The government is intact and we are going to defend democracy. Prime Minister Sogavari is right. There is foreign meddling in the Solomon Islands, but it's not the protesters who are being influenced. It is the politicians. The Solomon Islands established diplomatic ties with Beijing in the year 2019. When the switch happened, 
from Taipei to Beijing. Taiwan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs made a revelation. It said that China was bribing politicians in the Solomon Islands to abandon Taipei. And that claim was confirmed by a politician himself in this country. A provincial leader spoke out in 2019. His name is Daniel Suidani. He is the premier of Maliata. This province is at the forefront of the protests that are happening right now. Citizens from Maliata marched to the capital, Honiara, to protest. Two years back, China tried to buy some influence there too, in the province. Suidani so says that he was approached by someone from the Chinese government. He was offered cash. He refused the money, also refused to vote in favor of dumping Taiwan. Two years later, he was made to pay for that decision. This lawmaker apparently needed funds for a brain surgery. An appeal was made to Prime Minister Sogavari. The request was turned down. Allow me to quote what Suidani has said. What happened in terms of the switch is not clear, but there is something going on between China and the Solomons that makes them switch without consulting with the people of the nation. Something was indeed fishy then. Two years later, the picture has become clearer. Despite massive public opposition, Beijing has been unrelenting in its support for Prime Minister Sogavari. Listen to this. China pays close attention to the current developments in the Solomon Islands and condemns the violent acts that have caused serious damage and property losses. China supports Solomon government's efforts to stop violence and chaos. We believe that under the leadership of Prime Minister Sogavare, the Solomon government can restore order and stabilize the internal situation as soon as possible. China is taking all necessary measures to safeguard the safety and legitimate rights and interests of Chinese citizens and institutions in the Solomon Islands. So in two days, Beijing has released two statements supporting the Prime Minister. But this situation is out of its control. Chinese citizens and businesses are under attack in the Solomon Islands. More than 100 shops owned by the Chinese have been destroyed. According to the Global Times, some shop owners are quote-unquote hiding in the hills. The Chinese embassy has asked its nationals to not go out. China has offered support to Prime Minister Sogavari, but taking help from Beijing would be a suicidal move at this point. So he's turned to Australia. In 2017, Australia and the Solomon Islands signed a bilateral treaty. It allows rapid deployment of Australian police and defence personnel to the islands if there is an emergency. Around 100 Australian troops arrived overnight. They restored peace, albeit a tenuous one. We are there uh, to uh, support the Solomon Islands uh, Police, Royal, Royal Solomon Islands Police Force um, to quell any unrest that is there and hopefully see the situation uh, return to some calm. Uh, overnight we have seen what started as a protest, uh, we have seen some more indiscriminate looting and things of that nature, um, which is a more general civil unrest and behaviour and we want to see that come under control. At present that is, that is proceeding I'd say reasonably but you know we're on, we're on alert and that's why we're continuing to provide further support. Support is good. Spine would be better. Leaders who stand up to China and resist the temptations of its checkbooks. Many small nations have shown how to do this. The Pacific Island nation of Nauru stood up to China.
It rejected a project to build Chinese undersea network cables. Palau is another island nation. It refused to give up its diplomatic ties with Taiwan. Since 2016, Beijing has been targeting these small but vulnerable island nations. It has forced them to dump Taiwan. At least seven countries have broken diplomatic ties with Taiwan in the last five years. But 16 countries still recognize Taiwan. And China is targeting them, trying to buy influence, bribe politicians, use dirty tricks to force a switch. And by the way, China's influence campaigns are not limited to small island nations. In 2016, a lawmaker in Australia had to step down. Why? Because he took money from Chinese donors. Chinese donors paid his travel and legal bills. In return, this Australian lawmaker took a pro-China line on the issue of South China Sea, a clear case of quid pro quo. In other words, a bribe. What happened in the Solomon Islands and Australia serves as a lesson for the rest of the world. China's wars take many shapes. Propaganda and policy infiltration can prove to be the hardest ones to fight.